The truth of the reentry process hides behind the prison walls. Thanks to six men from South Bend Reentry Center, we have the opportunity to tell a story that's begging to be heard. While these experiences are set in Northwestern Indiana, they're similar to other stories in prison systems all across the nation. This is Voices of Reentry. The U.S. prison system is an expensive mess in every sense, but what is often overlooked is the nation's failure to create an efficient reentry process. More than 640,000 citizens return home from prison every year. Over half a million people carry the burdens related to reentry. Not only in Indiana, but across the United States, previously incarcerated individuals are denied housing, job opportunities, insurance, and other basic necessities because of their criminal record. While almost all incarcerated individuals eventually return to their communities, records show that three-fourths of them are likely to be rearrested within five years of their release. Westville Correctional Facility is a state-operated prison for adult males in Westville, Indiana. Nearly half of the prison's population are people of color, which is slightly higher than the average of 40% for Indiana's prisons and jails. The facility employs about 750 people, making it the largest employer in the town, as well as the third largest employer in LaPorte County. I interviewed six men from South Bend Reentry Center, Andre, Chris, Haji, Jason, Jerome, and Raymond. All of them but Chris went to Westville. Thank God it's a place that I never went. I heard it was horrible. Before it was Westville, in 1949, the facility was the Norman Beatty Mental Hospital. They only treated non-offenders until 1954 when they opened a maximum security division for the criminally insane, which served the entire state. From the 50s onwards, deinstitutionalization efforts swept the country, which had a ripple effect on prisons. As mental facility beds closed, prison beds opened. And Norman Beatty Mental Hospital was on its way to becoming a full prison. In 1977, the legislation was passed to change the hospital to a correctional facility, and by June 1979, only inmates remained at the now-called Westville Correctional Facility. What was originally intended to be a medium-security prison with 1,200 inmates became a prison with inmates ranging from trustee offenders to maximum security, and a population capacity for more than 3,400 individuals. Westville offers a few job training and education programs, and the Indiana Department of Corrections, the IDOC, gives time cuts for inmates who complete certain educational programs. In 2022, the IDOC released 8,456 men, 4,000 of which were released on parole, and 668 to community transition programs. Parole is the main form of reentry programming as inmates transition back into their communities under legal supervision. But despite the popularity of parole supervision, those who participate have the same chance of getting rearrested as those who return unsupervised due to the rigidity of parole. When I talked to Jason, he told me how parole holds people back. It's a fight to, you know, have the things that you need that's necessary. I knew a guy who didn't want to come back to uh, Lake County because there were no jobs. He wanted to go to Elkhart, but they were saying that he had to parole where he had called his case at. So he had to go back to Lake County and didn't have the opportunities that he would have had. In 2022, the IDOC admitted 876 men for violating their parole. 
Most of these men were not convicted of new offenses. They were incarcerated for technical errors, like not checking in with a supervisor or missing a mandatory program session. The percentage of parole violators in correctional facilities continues to increase as parole continues to be a rigid and sometimes unhelpful process. Rather than dealing punishments proportional to the violation, parole agreements demand harsh sanctions, even for trivial violations. This in turn makes parolees more likely to return to prison, reversing the process of reentry. So they will put a lot of barriers and, and make things harder for people because of their hard-nosed policies on how stuff mm -hmm. has to be done. So if you're not in a position where you can do that, it'll make it harder for you to make money, to pay that probation, to make money, to have a home, you know, mm -hmm. to pay rent and the security deposit and all this different type of stuff. And I mean, not to mention the people, the probation department popping up at the house, like we gotta look in here to make mm -hmm. sure, you know, these checks and you're disrupting this man's life. Community transition programs like reentry centers attempt to alleviate these problems with services such as addiction and mental health treatment, education, housing assistance, and work release. These are what help the guys the most, and Jerome and Jason give them credit for preparing them for the world. Especially when you've been down, as long as I've been incarcerated, as long as I have, I think it's really a good uh, process for a person because you don't realize how institutionalized you might become during uh, you know, being incarcerated, mm -hmm. and uh, it kind of helps you get reacclimated back into society because a lot of stuff has changed mm -hmm. in over two decades. So. I mean, it's good, you know, being in a place where you actually can move around and be in a place where, you know, you can be out in the world and be reacquainted with society slowly but surely, mm -hmm. you know, being reacclimated. People working in Indiana Corrections claims the Northwest Indiana area succeeds in reducing recidivism and preparing inmates for post-incarcerated life. However, there are not enough reentry programs, and these programs may not be available in your area. The six men speaking in this series represent the slim portion of post-incarcerated people that do make it. Raymond is the only one of the guys I talked to that has fully re-entered society, and he can attest to the value of work release in his re-entry process. If I may, you know, add a little perspective to this, work yeah. release is like a build-up to you getting out to society as your transition back into the community. So you actually coming from a prison and you can walk literally into the streets. So that's like, that's the quickest change for somebody other than, you know, you leaving the prison and going home. The only option for work release in the Northwest Indiana area is the South Bend Reentry Center. Established in 1971, the South Bend Reentry Center is one of only two state-operated reentry centers in Indiana. They serve the entire northern part of the state, providing reentry services for select adult offenders who are within 12 months of completing their sentences. The DOC, they provide something on the back end called South Bend Reentry Work Release. And you have to really be on the money to get there. And the average person, it's only 200 beds there. It's over 28,000 people incarcerated. It's only 200 beds there. And they release some, so many tens of thousands every year. So you're, you're definitely a very small number to get to that facility. As of February 2023, the center has only 201 beds available. Safe to say getting into the reentry center is like hitting the lottery. When I arrived, I seen that I hit the lottery. We just feel like this is an opportunity that, you know, out of the 180 some people out of the state of Indiana, we were some of the ones that made it, so. The value of programming like work release, education and community building at South Bend is apparent to the men. I knew it was better than where I've been and I was at and where I've been. Because to my knowledge, it's the best place that you could be at in the IDOC. So 
the counselors here at the South Bend work release are more approachable versus in the penitentiary. I get everything I ask for concerning my help, my mm -hmm. stuff. It always gets done. And it's not like that in Westville? Never. Not even just in Westville, in DOC as a whole. If you're going to wait on them to get your life in order, you're going to be waiting forever. You have to be proactive within. It's up to both the reentry center and the individual to work together to have a successful reentry. But their success is dependent on several factors. The first factor is housing. The housing component is one of the most important things that people seek when you come home, having a roof over your head. The second is employment. At first, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't dig it, but it, it still is like a character in your resilience. And not only that, it was part of my reentering back into society, being around people, you know, working, getting used to working again, being in the workforce. So I'm actually grateful for that. And the third is transportation. Having transportation to the job, that's really, that's really very, very important because most people come home and don't have transportation. With these three factors, you're set for a much smoother, more successful reentry process. So I came home to my wife. So I had housing. I had transportation because I, I saved up at work release for a vehicle. And then I had employment because everybody is hiring. So the main three essential things that you need in order to transition smoothly, they were right there. So six months, three months, everything was working out. But the fourth most important factor is the emotional support provided by family, friends, volunteers, and professionals those who provide love and encouragement throughout one's reentry process. Having a strong support system increases chances of success drastically. Perhaps the beginning of a new system lies in South Bend, or rather in the people of South Bend. In this five episode series, six men, Andre, Chris, Haji, Jason, Jerome, and Raymond, guide us through the confusing mess that is the reentry process while also sharing their emotional, physical, spiritual struggles and successes along the way. In the next episode, Andre, Haji, Chris, Jason, and Raymond take us through the barriers of reentry in prison and the reentry center. This is Voices of Reentry. Narrated by Lillian Gramza, produced by Julia Martin, music by Blue Dot Sessions, cover art by Kylie Kowalski, special thanks to Sam Burgett, the Community Change Center, and Valparaiso University's Social Action Leadership Team. And Andre, Chris, Haji, Jason, Jerome, and Raymond, thank you.